Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Summer's here, and the time is right for podcasting in the streets. See what I did there? Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Show, HR's most dangerous podcast. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I am Chad Sowash. On this week's show, the Indeed moat gets a wee bit bigger. Someone (laughs) swiped right on Dice's parent company, and Walmart is sending the blue vests to school. Boom! It's going to be a hot one. Stay tuned. Sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. It acts like a human. It can actually tell you what your favorite drink is. We, la- we laughed about the Sovereign ad before the show, thinking it's our shortest ad. Yeah. It's basically, everyone uses us, S-O-V-R-E-N.com. <laughs> Thank you. AI matching. Nice. We kick ass. Here you go. <laughs> AI, all the buzzwords, S-O-V-R-E-N.com. <laughs> Let's get to shout outs. Ooh, dude, first, I've got a stretch here for a minute. Getting ready for a three-week family vacation in Europe in June. And I... I'm clapping because I don't have to deal with you for like three weeks while you're in Europe because your wife has has read the riot act that if you contact me at all, your ass is grass pretty much. Oh, yeah. I think I might be able to, you know, throw a few Facebook messages over to you or something like that. But (laughs) (laughs) that being said. We do have a killer lineup of podcasts coming up in June. So that's where I want to start my shout outs, because first and foremost, Colin Day, CEO, founder, chairman extraordinaire of iSIMS uh, is Mm -hmm. going to be uh, on the Uncommon exclusive in June. It's a great interview, if that's enough of a tease, but it it was good. Oh, yeah. He's very honest, which is nice. Oh, dude, you cannot get a CEO who can be that honest. I love the interview. Uh, Anoop Gupta, uh, this dude Mm -hmm. has a crazy, amazing background. I mean, he actually reported directly to Bill Gates. Yeah, he rose the IQ level on the show by about 3x easy well, yeah i'm knowing that we take it like in the negatives <laughs> elena valentine let me get that right ceo of skill scout i'm actually wearing her shirt right now uh she was a real groovy funky interview it was a, it was a good time in nashville co-founder right yeah she's co-founder yeah. see, see to a, a woman named cheeseman by the way i just had to put that Jesus. in there uh yeah so <laughs> elena and i we are the we are the other halves of the the cheeseman group uh, not too bad, I guess. That's cute. James Ellis, aka the War for Talent, aka Talent Cast podcast. Uh, we actually had a, a great time talking about employer branding, tech, 
uh, all this shit that we're hearing about tech stacks and, and shit like that. So he was he was fun. Another overly honest guest on the show. Love overly honest guests. And this next guy, Dan Sirk, who's the CMO over at Kanunu, that's like one of one of the companies that you really wanted to, to interview. Yep. Yep. That was interesting as well. They're making headway here in the States, doing a lot of cool stuff on the employment branding side. Yep. Last but not least, you're not going to want to miss the firing squad this month. Great firing squad. Um, great young company. Mm-hmm. And it is a Tauru ex- exclusive. It is a Tauru exclusive. <laughs> um, I'll send out a shout out to Kaya Pesano. I'm saying that wrong for sure, but she is the content person at Smart Recruiters. Oh, nice. Who we know and love. Uh, she quoted me for a story which was pretty interesting about American Apparel. Uh, if you know anything about them, they have a real sleazy former CEO, <laughs> uh, barely legal advertising campaigns. Uh, the, the story was, can they come back from that horrible brand uh, and come back from the dead and be successful? So uh, shout out to her for the story as well as quoting me uh, for the story. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I would say you should appreciate that. <laughs> yep, yep. I also got uh, Russ Hurl. I think I did say that one right. Uh, fan of the show. He's a Google guy at the higher API cloud component. Uh, big fan of the show. Appreciate you, Russ. And my final shout out uh, this week goes to a former classmate in college. This is a non-recruitment shout out because we like to educate on more than just employment. Uh, Shout out to Tiffany Anton. Tiffany is a sex therapist and she just launched a podcast Came to me for some advice, not sexual, but podcast. Duh. And uh, so it's called Tiffany Turned On. So if you're interested in this topic, uh, go check that out. Um, I've listened to a few episodes. Pretty intriguing stuff. So Tiffany, shout out to you. Joel is now the number one subscriber to that podcast. Hey, a lot more people are interested in her topic than our topic. I'm sure. No, I'm sure. She'll have more listeners. She'll have more listeners by the end of today than we have. You know, instead in of, a year and yeah, a half. instead of HR's most dangerous podcast, it'll be HR turned on. <laughs> we could have her on the show. Exactly. Yeah. We could do the show HR turned on. That would be awesome. All right. Are we done with yes. shout outs? Topics. Big news. Dice. How often do we start the show off with dice? Wow. Well, they sold off one of their shitty job boards that they've been trying to sell off H careers, uh, H H careers, yeah. hospitality careers. Yeah. A hot sector. You're intrigued by who they sold it to your cousin Virgil. Virgil yeah. My, my cousin, my cousin Virgil actually bought it. No, I thought it was, it was interesting. I'd never <laughs> heard of Virgil holdings. I had no clue Nor I. what this, who this entity was. Uh, and then, uh, found they had a career site, Virgil careers.com. And it was it was interesting and interesting from the standpoint of it really right at this point is just a shell. So it has like mm-hmm. six jobs on it. Uh, four of those jobs are uh, pretty high level jobs for Virgil careers. So they're they're eating their own dog food. That's awesome. But yeah, it's, there's a career pathing element and some of those video elements, which, you know, from a UX standpoint, looks pretty cool. It's like a career career assessments. So yeah. like you're out of school, you're in school. What the hell am I going to do with my life? You go to Virgil. I'm sure <laughs> I hope to God Virgil turns into H careers because Virgil is a horrible brand. 
so you go there and you do this assessment, you pay for it. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that now they have a database of people to sell this assessment yeah. to. Now they have jobs that they can get traffic to get people to take the assessment. So um, I'm sure at the bargain basement price that they got this thing for, that it was a good deal for them and, and they'll do well with it. Um, my comment was that this space is changing so yes. fast uh, we've talked about Snap uh, before and interviewed uh, interviewed him with their sort of gig economy, uh, work for multiple yeah. gigs. Um, so to me, this whole like hospitality, restaurant, this whole sector is going yep. gig. So how, how Virgil reacts to that or, you know, does it with, uh, you know, TaskRabbit and ShiftGig and all those guys. To me, a job board for hospitality careers is sort of passe, to say the least. We spoke with uh, Doug, I think it's Doug Johnson uh, at JobAline, and that is more of one of the, the high volume types of, of platforms. And we talked to them about some of the hospitality mm-hmm. side as well. And again, that is more, I think, of a fashion forward type of a platform versus what we're seeing at the Virgil careers. I, it does seem kind of, you know, a decade old or so. It, do, it looks nice. It's got a nice little UX on it, but still, that doesn't mean it's going to get used. Yeah. And I'd like to say that we'll keep our eye on this and update our listeners to what happens, but we probably won't. Yeah. This thing will probably just fade into the, to the you know, fade to black and we it'll be see. done. However, uh, Dice also in the news, probably more exciting um, mm-hmm. for their shareholders. Uh, a letter came out last week, late last week, about a uh, uh, or a hedge fund that is that has a ten percent ten percent stake in the company, and they apparently have written a letter saying that there's an intent there to buy the company. Um, what does that mean for the company that's been trying to sell itself since 2016? I guess that's mm-hmm. good news. Um, if you if you if you bought in at a dollar twenty five at the beginning of this month. Your stocks are now worth two dollars and thirty some cents as of today, I believe. Yeah, so yeah. you've you've made a killing, and it looks like someone's finally going to buy dice. Yeah, you've upgraded the junk stock that you bought. I think it'll be interesting though for individuals who are working for dice now, knowing that a, a hedge fund mm-hmm, could actually mm-hmm. come in and buy them. I mean, at this point, I, I would be looking for that eject button on my desk. <laughs> Yes. If you're at Dice, working at Dice, DHI, um, you have a new CEO who I assume is making changes. You have companies being sold off. You have a hedge fund potentially coming into the mix. And from what I, from what I know, Dice has a really good culture. Yeah. Like they're sort of Midwest. They're based in Iowa. They have this sort of Midwest values vibe. Um, that could all go away really quickly um, with this with this buyer. So don't get too excited yeah, yet. We saw that with Career Builder, um, but I mean, you take a look at what they're doing though. They've they're they're chunking off obviously these different pieces parts, and they're 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 selling them off, which they said they were going to do. So you know, good on the new CEO to actually get that done. Yeah, um, if he sells this thing, I, which I'm sure was in when I mean, this has been a long process of selling yeah. this thing, uh, and it probably took the stock getting down to a dollar basically before someone actually came in and showed interest. But yeah, I mean, we've been talking to Dice for a while. They're an old player. Um, looks like changes are coming for them, just like it did at uh, Monster and Career yeah. Builder. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Lawsuits, one of our favorite topics. Uh, Facebook is in trouble for, I don't know what you'd call it, uh, racism or 
prejudice and advertising. Ageism. I don't know. Yeah. This is one of your hot buttons. Yeah, I, th- I think the Cambridge Analytica is really screwing with everybody's minds at this point, which which I understand. I mean, the optics behind that and how, you know, uh, you can use data uh, prospectively um, to, to, to do different things. But in this case, I think it's... <sighs> It's something that we have to step back and we have to better understand as an industry. So the, the actual article actually said the communications workers of America is suing on behalf of union members and other job seekers who allegedly missed out on employment opportunities because companies used Facebook ad tools to target people of other ages. Okay, so th- let's break this down real quick and let's understand this is not Facebook's fault. Okay, this is on the actual company who is using that targetability within the actual platform itself to look for younger workers. They need to be more diverse. Totally understand that. But if you think about it, companies who are heavy, and there are some some very large companies who are heavy in college recruitment and being able to pull college graduates into full-time positions, um, you know, we don't we don't mm-hmm. look at them any different, right? But what they what do you think we're going to find old white men on college campuses? No, we don't. And that's how we've done things forever. This is the same thing. We're just we're blaming the tool as opposed to the individual actually using the tool. I mean, if anybody should be in trouble, it's the companies, yes. I guess. Yeah. It's definitely not Facebook's fault. Uh, you mentioned jobs job uh, fairs, right? Like. If you go to a college job fair, there aren't going to be 80-year-olds looking for work at you know the college job fair. There are going to be young people looking for jobs. If you advertise in um, a, a, an African-American magazine or a yep. women-centric magazine, you're targeting that demographic. Um, this has been going on forever. It's no I'm not sure why, unless they think it's just going to be an easy buck to put Facebook you know, in the headlines about a lawsuit. That, that Facebook should be in trouble there. I think if you have a company that you suspect is only targeting um, young people, mm-hmm. you can you can audit their advertising and say, okay, well, well, why was this ad? Why was your ad dollar only on Facebook only towards you know people that were twenty five and younger? Um, this is this is a deeper rooted issue than just somebody using Facebook. Again, mm-hmm. Facebook is one tool. If you're just using these these other vehicles that are focused on uh, specific demographics and you're not being more diverse, I mean, it's not. This is not a Facebook issue. Although, <laughs> from my understanding, Facebook might also be looked at by the EEOC for the same types of recruiting tactics. So using their own tool to be able to target more of a younger crowd. So at the end of the day, it might be Facebook's fault, but not because of the tool. Yeah, I agree. I, I and I, I think this ageism is a real thing. It is. Like I really I really do believe that companies are laying off, you know, people over forty because they're too expensive and they can get the same work cheaper. Now yeah. I think long term, um, a lot of it's going to be contract. Like, so whether you're 40 or 20, mm-hmm. if you can do the work, uh, we'll contract out. I just think when you have full-time employees, it becomes really hard, um, to justify paying them twice as much when you get two people that are more tech savvy, maybe, or have newer skills, right. um, to do that. So, 
it's a real problem. I'm not sure how it works out, but I wouldn't blame Facebook no. for the for the for the issue. Well, and there are some people who are quote unquote overqualified who will take those positions, um, maybe because they want to scale down uh, and they don't want the you know the big the big responsibility of the bigger uh, salary and or positions of having uh, a ton of direct reports. Who knows? I mean, there are different reasons. Sure. If you're if you're if you're actually filtering them out because of that. That's wrong, too. Yeah. And a lot of companies do the opposite. Like they'll hire more experienced workers mm-hmm. uh, to do more sort of experienced jobs or come in for training, you know, whatever the job may be. Just like on your side, you see veterans, right? Like there are companies that just are committed to veteran hiring. And that's what they do. Although a lot of companies shy away from that. A lot of companies don't just like with, you know older workers what it comes down to talent acquisition and anybody out there who's in the vendor space it's not about the tool it's about the process it's about the intent and i i see the eeoc and prospectively ofccp down the road using this data to be able to prove Mm -hmm. that your practices your practices not facebook's tools your practices are the reasons why you have the uh, workforce that you have, which is not a diversified workforce. Yeah. So if you or your agency are targeting ads on Facebook towards a certain age or race <laughs> or any of those things that will get you in trouble, like you better make sure there's some d- diversity there that you can prove. Yes, we did target them, but we also targeted a, a diverse uh, candidate pool or else you could get in trouble. Well, yeah. And what, what do you expect a company to do if we've got nothing but old white dudes uh, programming or doing a specific job, right? You have to be able to, to uh, build for the future and you have to be able to diversify. So if I am... I look at my current talent pool population uh, and I want to be able to diversify that. Well, how in the hell am I going to do that just by sending it out generally to everybody? Mm-hmm. And as you'd said before, there were uh, there are uh, job boards that are specific to just women, job boards uh, that are specific to just black female engineers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the same exact thing. Companies are trying to diversify their talent population, their talent pool. Uh, And this is how they do it. Now, here's the key, though. Don't trip yourself up by getting too many, too much of that talent in one place and not diversifying. That's the big key. And speaking of diversity uh, and tools, let's hear from AJE, which what a great segue to our sponsor that covers this just sort of thing, right? That's exactly right. America's Job Exchange is celebrating our 10th year as an industry leader in diversity recruitment and OFCCP compliance. We've been helping our 1,000-plus customers comply with OFCCP regulations that directly support positive and effective diversity recruitment designed to attract and convert veterans, individuals with disabilities, women, and minorities, and empower employers to pursue and track active outreach with their local community-based organizations. Want to learn more? Call us at 866-926-6284. Or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com. Yeah, Gary Cowan over there at AJE. Mm-hmm. That's the guy. He actually used to, to work with the OFCCP. The, you, you need to have experts that you can reach out to when you have these types of questions. When you have an oh shit moment, who the hell do you reach out to? That's why you want to be able to engage with an organization like AJE because they have the Gary Cowans of the world who are experts and have great experience in this. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a complicated world. Uh, the Europeans aren't 
making it any easier with GDPR, which we'll talk a little bit later. But uh, yeah, governments are getting a little bit squirrely and uh, you need to be prepared (laughs) for it as as an employer. Speaking of feeling a little squirrely, um, Indeed buys resume.com this week. Huh. Yeah. So we talk about we <laughs> talk about building like a fortification, right? You know, and dudes gonna build their their you know and this this feels like they're building it like a, a pebble at a time, doesn't it? <laughs> well, okay. For those who don't listen regularly, Indeed and their parent company, Recruit Holdings, have been on sort of an acquisition buying spree lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Workopolis in Canada they bought recently. Uh, before that, Simply Hired, they sort of gobbled up. Glassdoor, which was huge. If you haven't heard that podcast, uh, go back and listen to that one. Um, this is just another sort of acquisition. And both of us, I, I believe, feel strongly that this is a reaction to Google for Jobs, inch by inch killing their business or gobbling up their market share. And this is a way to sort of let's buy a bunch of stuff. Let's get a lot of friends to fight the bully on the playground and hopefully it'll work out for us. But what does this do? What does this do for them though? That's my question. Well, okay. So Google has yet to do resumes really. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So to me, to me, it's a, like, so it's a good URL. I don't think we can debate that. Like resume.com yes. is a pretty good URL. Yes. Um, According to the news that I read, uh, they're getting 40,000 resumes weekly. Um, so if, you're, if your thought is, okay, Google will eventually have a resume component to their Google Hire employment system platform, which I think we agree they will. Yes. Um, they can't have an ATS really without that. Yeah. Uh, then, you're, then you're looking at this going, holy crap, what if Google is the platform for posting a resume? Mm-hmm. And they're not going to come and post a resume on our site or Glassdoor or any of other parent sites. But if we have this thing called resume.com, we can brand that thing as the central resume uh, platform to combat both LinkedIn as well as Google. That's the only thing that I can come up with. If you got something better, I'm open to it. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I see that not as a long-term strategy. I mean, because if Google starts to pull resumes in, that's what they do. They index and they already have so much data as it is. Um, I'm wondering if part of this is not a short-term play for uh, just adding revenue and prospectively exploding revenue of, around the job seeker side of the house and actually building resumes and charging for the build of resumes. Mm. Um, Monster does it. And that's something that they're promoting now on some of their, their little 15 second funny ass videos, but 40,000 a week. I wonder how much they have to pay for that kind of traffic. Cause that's not happening organically. There's no way. Well, I'd have to do keyword research, but I'm sure a lot of people are searching, you know, resume writing tips, resume writing, how to write a resume. Mm-hmm. And they probably have pretty good rankings for that stuff. And those are also searches that aren't related to job search. Um, so that is, that is a way to like flank Google searches that are job related to get traffic to your site for resume writing, uh, traffic. Um, I also think if, if Google is interested in going in and scraping or getting, you know, profiles from sites, Mm -hmm. if this was, if this was a potential site that Google was going to rely on to get resumes, um, indeed just cut that off. So it is a source of Google, Google could have gotten resumes that they won't have anymore. So building that moat around these resumes, but still there, there are so many goddamn resumes out there as it is not to mention, I wonder how much information Google has from LinkedIn. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's speculation from us at this it point. It is. It is. It's, I, I, mean, I, I, I got to say, man, they're, they're making the buys. The Workopolis, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's Canada. Uh, Glassdoor, yeah. that's big, no question. It's just this one was, was really interesting because I, I, I just I don't, I don't see much there. So not interesting, but a little bit intriguing. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if, maybe they know something we don't, what Google's going to do. This was maybe a smart move to, to outflank them on that. I guess we'll have to see. But yeah, I, I love the acquisition binge. I can't wait to see who they're going <laughs> to gobble up next. I enjoy it too. I enjoy it too. I'd, I'd like to see them take somebody bigger though. Again, I, I, I really would. <laughs> I'd like to see them. The glass door thing was really cool. Um, you know, I see, I see that again. We were talking about Stepstone Universum. That's almost kind of like a parallel. Um, but being mm-hmm. able to go further, what's next? And and this to me was just like a, like, eh, okay, yeah, whatever. What's next? I, I am I am also hearing a lot of people in the practitioner space, uh-huh. um, more so than usual, talk about Indeed face to face meetings. Um, so they're 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 building a more personable face to face thing, I think, and they think that's probably another way to to counteract Google's technology face. Um, I don't know if you're hearing. Yeah, I don't know if you're hearing the same thing. I'm, I've actually heard from some, some salespeople that that's being forced. Uh, that uh, they actual in-person meetings. Um, they're starting to to really ramp those up and force that to happen, mm-hmm. um, which I, I don't see as a bad thing. Although from an overhead standpoint, uh, again, I mean it's one of those things. I, I, I agree. You have to be in front of the customer. But uh, if they're not qualified and ready, then what are you doing other than wasting overhead? Totally. I mean, and, and you look at going you know, back to the future. I mean, back when Indeed started, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was very in vogue to have face-to-face meetings locally with people. Didn't happen. And you had, you had local job boards all over the yep. place. And of course, the recession happened, which doesn't help. But those, that model is incredibly expensive. Yes. Like you got to pay yes. for people and they are the office and blah, blah, blah. Indeed succeeded because they were tech focused. All their call centers were out of one place. Um, they did it lean and mean. So it's sort of ironic that they're, they're becoming what they killed 10 years ago, yeah. uh, but by becoming a um, sort of a, a heavy, uh, heavy focused face to face, expensive organization to combat Google. And career builder is going the entire opposite direction. They're not doing face to face. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where we're seeing with, with Apollo, they're squeezing, mm-hmm. right? They're squeezing as much as they possibly can. And it looks like indeed's doing everything they can to spend money. Um, so good for them. Let's see how, let's see, uh, how that works for them. Yeah. And, it, and they spent a lot of time pissing off a lot of employers <laughs> over the years, <laughs> which let's be honest, they've had really aggressive salespeople that have, you know, yeah. a, there's a bad taste, in a lot of people's mouths. So hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, for their sake, they can smooth that over and, and, and make nice. But at the end of the day, people want results. Uh, they, the doll, the bottom line is important. So I'm not sure how important face-to-face meetings are, um, when it comes to dollars and, and actual results. Yeah. I just don't see the nice, uh, as a part of indeed DNA. Yeah, I agree. Their DNA is tech yeah. and they've done that really well. So, yes. uh, well, another company that they probably won't be buying is in the news. Uh, one of your favorites, zip recruiter, Tell us what they've done. Yeah, I mean, they're expanding. They're actually, they've had an R&D team in Tel Aviv, which um, I think is probably bigger than some of the bigger names that we know that, that 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 are actually out there that are focused on machine learning, AI, and doing what they do incredibly well, doing it better, right? 
Um, so they're expanding new location in Tel Aviv. Uh, and I think this is really just a shot across the bow to everybody. Indeed, crew builder, a monster. It's like, look, look, guys, we're taking this shit serious. We're not. We're hunkering down and we are putting money into R&D. And again, going back to crew builder, I hate to make crew builder my whipping boy for this. For this. That's uh, OK. From my understanding and talking to some of their engineers, that group is shrinking dramatically on the R&D side. So, again, to see Zip do something like this and to 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 really a show of strength, I think is pretty freaking awesome. And they are investing in the future. That is cool. Yeah. I mean, we're so many companies in our space are looking to get sold or, you know, scratching back from the depths of hell whether it's stock price or just market share. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zip is one of the the wild cards to me. I mean, they're sort of standalone. They've only made one acquisition that I can think of, which was jobboard.io. Yeah. Um, they haven't done anything since then, but they continue to be a force. Traditional marketing, they, they crush it. Um, like globally, I don't, I, I don't think they have a real huge presence. Uh, we do believe they made a play for the Workopolis uh, deal in Canada. Yep. So, yeah, I... I think it's awesome. Like ZipRecruiter could be that underdog that we don't really pay attention to that really comes out, you know, swinging and makes a lot of waves. And and this move to me also says, yeah, we're not going away. In fact, we're bigger and better than we were yesterday. Um, and this is a, a show of strength in that on a global scale to indeed everybody else. So how big do you think Monsters R&D team is? Do you think it's as big as Zips or do you think it's smaller? Right now, it's smaller, oh, yeah. I would say, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think Monster, um, I, you know, I think I think Career Builder, a lot, a lot of the names that are out there, they are not really building for the future like mm-hmm. Zip is building for the future. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that, you know, they do have R&D out there and they're trying to kind of stitch together some of the some of the technologies that they've acquired over the years. But this is something entirely different, and I think this is cool. Yeah, and it's it's also interesting because Zip has traditionally been sort of a you know online job ad, yeah. right? It's sort of you know it's it's lowest common denominator. It's your service provider. It's your retail you know space, and and so to have an R and D tells me that they have bigger they have a bigger vision for what they're going to be than just sort of an SMB or your local mom and pop. Uh, hiring solution. Yeah, there's no question there. All right. Well, let's uh, take a quick break and, and hear something from Job Ad X, speaking of high tech. Uh, and when we come back, we'll talk Walmart, Google, Alexa, Seek, and GDPR. Rapid fire. How many times has someone said to you, we're the Uber of, or it's the PayPal of, maybe they're the Facebook of, In many, many cases, these comparisons fall short of being close to reality or even a useful illustration of what organizations actually do. In the case of Job Ad X, our example is so accurate, so spot on, that it's synonymous with our work. Job Ad X is Google AdSense for jobs. That means we're an efficient, persistent, and smarter ad unit for job-related advertising. As the best ad tool in the industry, Job Ad X offers recruitment marketing agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms real-time dynamic bidding and delivery for client postings through the industry's first truly responsive tool. All this is done with the flexibility of Job Ad X's cost per impression, click, or application. We offer unique budget conservation options to effectively eliminate spending waste. We're not set in regret. 
For direct clients, JobAdX delivers superior candidates with the best of programmatic efficiency and premium page ad positioning. We also provide publishers and job boards higher rev share than other partners through our smarter programmatic platform. In many cases, 30 to 40% greater and more through our scalable model. To partner with us, you can visit or search jobadx.com or email us at joinus at jobadx.com to get estimates or begin working together. JobAdX, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for your needs. Oh, you've been wondering why the British accent? JobAdX has just launched in the UK too. So does that mean every time they launch in a new country, they're going to have a new accent? I think that's what they're saying. I think that's we're getting set up for all of these new accents. We have to we have to push them on that. Yeah, totally. Totally. I want some A's when they're in Canada. You know, I want. Yeah, I definitely want like a little French thing going on. When they go to a French drum, the Germans. Um, all right, dude, we, we haven't had it in a while, but let's do a little little rapid fire and, and get on with our lives. Uh, Walmart uh, is paying for college for their workers uh, for a dollar a month that a, a worker has to pay, which I guess you have enough workers that Walmart has. That yeah. can be a little bit of money, but they've, they have three colleges one that I knew of, the others are sort of, you know, right. online based colleges. So you can get your college education by working at Walmart, which I think we both agree is a great retention and recruiting tool. Yes. Amazing for attraction, amazing for uh, retention. And if you're looking for, I mean, it's it's a big brand and for a company to say that they care about your career, um, no matter where you start, uh, I think this is incredibly smart. We talked about it last week. This is a strategy every company needs to take a look at and they add, they need to add more to it. But this is this is a great start, I think, for Walmart. Don't you just love the warmer and fuzzier Walmart? Like <laughs> 20 years ago, Walmart was going to destroy the country and put every little mom and pop out of business and just kill everything. And then Amazon came along yes. and now Walmart is the underdog uh, paying for college and increasing minimum wages and giving maternity leave and all that good stuff. So good for you, Walmart. Keep Yay, it up. Yay, Walmart. Uh, let's talk about Google. One of your favorite companies yes. and topics, voice assistants. Uh -huh. uh, you're really bullish on Google in this aspect. Yeah. So Alexa was kicking ass and taking names right on the Amazon side. But Google last quarter shipped 3.2 million Google homes and or the new mini speakers that they have versus uh, Amazon shipping 2.5 million echoes. So we talked about this. It, it, we've talked about really how Google just takes a market. So first off, obviously, there was the iPhone and then Google came out and said, we can do that better. We're going to do the software and we're going to be on more phones. And now they're they're killing, obviously, iOS with Android. That's exactly what's happening here. Not to mention foreshadowing duplex. Right. We talked about duplex and being able to use it as your actual assistant. This is cool mm -hmm. shit. It really is. And somewhere that Alexa hasn't gone yet. Yeah. I mean, we, t you know. Duplex, which we talked about, by the way, our, our, uh, our interview with, uh, um, seek out was interesting because he had some thoughts on, on duplex that were sort of negative, but, yeah. uh, yeah, the day where we just, we have conversations and not just order this thing to do something. Um, Google, I think is probably way ahead of the game in that. And also add that, uh, the story didn't mention much about Siri and HomePod, but Apple is way behind, um, in terms of 
in terms of people using it or buying it. And mm-hmm. part of that is because it's like a $350 device when uh, everything else is under a hundred bucks now. So yeah. I assume that will change, but yeah, this whole voice assistant thing, it's, it's evolving quite interestingly. I don't know how it's going to impact our industry. Um, we've had Tim Sackett on, you know, talk about, Hey, uh, find me a PHP developer and um, you know, within 10 miles of me and set mm-hmm. up some interviews for next week. Yep. Like that will happen. Um, we're not there yet, but how this will affect uh, recruiting and employment, you know, we'll see, but it will it will be interesting. There are many companies in our space right now that are specifically focused on the formula to, to create a solution for this for recruiting. I know that for a fact. Yeah. Yeah, I and I think one of my predictions was that this voice assistant thing will eventually will happen this year. We'll start seeing uh, seeds planted for voice assistant recruiting. Yep. VAR. I just made it up. There you go. <laughs> oh. Seek out of Australia versus Indeed. You like this story that came out this week? Yeah, it's an, it's interesting because uh, we we always talk about Indeed building a moat, right? Well, Seek has been building a moat for a hell of a lot longer than indeed has. I mean, seek didn't take, Mm -hmm. uh, they, they didn't play the game with indeed like everybody else did. They focused kind of like on their own little Island pun intended. And, uh, they've been doing business differently. So in this case, you know, we're, we're taking a look at, uh, the indeed interview kind of assessments piece versus seek putting money into vervo who was who was actually our first firing squad mm-hmm. and i think that is incredibly interesting because they're going down parallel lines i see with two entirely different types of technologies yeah and you look at voice you know from a job seeker's perspective you know how soon before you have your resume on google and you see an ad for a company you, you want to work for and you say, you know, hey, Google, send my resume to ABC Inc. And that's your resume. Like to me, that could be a future um, that happens. I think the Vervo side of it with the sort of automated video interviewing stuff, um, that's definitely interesting. Whereas Indeed since, tends to be sort of old school with their resumes, which a lot of people support as well. A lot of people say don't change yeah. the resume. I'm probably one of them. Um, I mean, we both are bearish on video resumes. No one's going to sit through a three minute, you know, video, maybe a six second video like Snapchat or something like that. But, um, yeah, I do love the fact that seek turned off indeed early on. Um, a la Craig Craigslist was smart enough to do that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I I did not know that. So good on seek for being, having the, the, the wherewithal and the knowledge and the, the vision, to shut off the aggregators early on and, and keep that moat in Australia strong. Yeah. And it's good to see Vervo. I mean, a startup, uh, you know, ho- holding hands, I guess you could say with big brother seek, uh, they, in being able to build that interviewing type of technology. It's not just video. I mean, they're, they're, they're tests there. I mean, they're, it, it's, it's, it's a pretty yeah. deep kind of a platform that I think, like you'd said, you could prospectively use one day the, with a voice assistant as you know, the voice assistant is actually asking you questions and you're answering it. It's going into the system, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, lastly, GDPR, which have we talked about on the show yet? I don't uh, know. In passing, I think. Yeah. Facebook, yeah. Facebook and Google. I mean, they got nailed with lawsuits on the very first day. Go figure, which, uh, <laughs> accuses both companies of uh, coercing users into sharing personal data. Now, Facebook was uh, hit with 3.9 billion (laughs) 
Google with 3.7. So right now, Facebook is leading Google <laughs> in the lawsuit side of GDPR. To me, GDPR is a total big company like money grab. I got so many emails, and I'm sure you did too oh, yeah. last week oh, yeah. about our new privacy policy, mm-hmm. we're GDPR compliant. And these are like pretty small American-based businesses. Um, G- Europe is not going to come after those companies. They're going to go after the big guys that can write big checks really quickly to get the European Union off their backs. Because it's resources. And this, is ex- this, this exemplifies exactly what I knew was going to happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody that, that's big company mm-hmm. is going to get pinched. So, I mean, the resources that the EU has to actually enforce this is spread amongst uh, all of the EU. I mean, it's not just one force and they're trying to kind of sew this together. So, yeah, I mean, they're not going to have the resources to go after everybody. They're going to focus on the big names mm-hmm. where they see they can prospectively uh, get those big wins, and and that's where it's really going to sit. To be quite frank, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, they might go after a small company just to keep people honest and scare people, but <laughs> I mean, your your odds of that are very very small. Um, and if it happens, it could happen in our space because a lot of resumes are in there out there mm-hmm. uh, for, that are really old, and and so if it does happen on our, it could be our space that sees uh, a little bit of pinching by the by the EU. It could, it could. Are we out? We're we're out. We out. You have a show next week, right? And then you're done. So I don't want to say goodbye if you're you're here next week too, right? No, I'm not. I'm not here next week. Oh, so you're gone. I'm gone. All right, dude. Have fun in Europe. I'll have fun holding down the fort. Enjoy. We out. Later. Hi, I'm Tristan. Thanks for listening to my stepdad, the Chad, and his goofy friend, Cheese. You've been listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on all the knowledge dropping that's happening up in here. They made me say that. The most important part is to check out our sponsors because I need new track spikes. You know, the expensive shiny gold pair that are extra because, well, I'm extra. For more, visit chatcheese.com. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.